This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning and happy new year. It's Raise Your Game. It's also a brand new year and a brand new shot of winning big at work and in life. Many people make new resolutions, but they don't last and many just don't come to pass. A better way ahead would be to let our famous business coach, Jeevan Sahadevan, guide you through his seven steps that not only focuses on setting compelling goals, but achieving them in record time too. And of course, Jeevan joins us the first Monday of every month, and it is the first Monday of the year. Good morning, Jeevan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good to be here. We're all fired up for a powerful 2022. We always have this discussion every year, how people, uh, many people have set new resolutions, and in most cases, they never even take off. Why is that? Well, here's the thing. I mean, uh, especially with the New Year's Eve parties and everything, everyone's excited, standing on rooftops and declaring all kinds of things. But the, the number one reason why many of these people don't push this through all the way is there's no system. There's no proper system to, to lift these goals and carry them forward throughout the ups and downs of the year, that, that, that everything that's coming ahead all the roller coaster stuff that can come your way. There's no proper system. So what we're going to do today is there's an entire system. I'm putting together a system for people to work with, to, to come up with fantastic goals for 2022, as well as achieve those goals. So that's the thing. That's that's the key, you know, to have a system for your goals to get achieved. Right. Okay. So, you know, what's what's missing, Jiva? I mean, many people do set yearly goals too. I mean, you also help guide us, right? And that too sometimes just... Uh, you know, falls apart several months in, right? Uh, where are we going wrong uh, from your vast experience of coaching? So it's a couple of things. Sometimes it's it's just people just don't select compelling goals. They don't set goals that they're ahead and they're hard ones. Sometimes it's a head goal. It's like, yeah, I think this is a good goal for my year. But it's not something that you really want, something that you really want to pursue. So firstly, it's not compelling enough. Secondly, uh, they don't see past obstacles. So many people just don't get past obstacles that come their way and, and they, they don't have the firepower to go through it. Thirdly, it could be things like accountability. There's, there's no accountability to the goals. And again, uh, it can be back to what I mentioned just now, system. There's no system for the goal uh, to take to take shape. There's, there's a, there are many factors here, but essentially, you know, you can look at it as, as, as setting very compelling goals is key. If you're not even sold on the goals that you're going to pursue for the year, and that's a real challenge. So that's that's a very important part of the whole process. Okay, so what's the first step for the year? So seven steps for incredible goal setting for 2022. Step number one, the first step itself, goal selection. Step number one is goal selection. So you choose your goals. Now, when it comes down to this, sometimes I often get asked this question. I says, Coach, um, I don't know what goals I should pursue. What do I do? So often I get that, you know, people say, hey, I don't know what kind of goals I should pursue for my business, for my marketing, for my life or career, whatever it is. And so here's here's a little method I'd like I'd like everyone to try. If you're if you're not even sure what kind of goals to go for, here's a method. It's called uh, the method is called clarity through contrast. So all you do is you take a, li- a, a sheet of paper out and you write down the categories that are important to you this year, whatever categories they are. For instance, maybe career is one category. Your physical body can be another category. Your finances can be a category. Your marketing can be a category. So you write down the categories that is absolutely important to you. Now, keep in mind, you're going to set between three and 10 goals. 
So no less than three goals, no more than 10 goals. So there, therefore, your categories are probably going to come up with about five to maybe eight categories. And so you write these categories up. Then you write down the clarity through contrast method is you write down what you don't want in each category. For example, there's this one guy, he's a two years of in and out MCOs and everything. He put on 10 kgs. So he said, what I don't want is another kg, not one more to come my way. So he wrote that down. So you write down what you don't want. You know, for your marketing, what you don't want is to have a, a, a marketing campaign with so little budget in it. So you don't want that. So you just write down a whole list of things you absolutely don't want in each of these critical categories. And once you've done that and you've got your list, your subconscious mind now starts to raise to the surface what you do want. And you start to realize, oh gosh, you know what? What I really want for my marketing is to run 100 campaigns successfully. So that's what I really want. Okay, so why are you doing this in step one, right? Why? How come it's not something like in steps five or six after you've done some <laughs> other things? Yeah, so I get asked this question so when I was doing the, uh, the goal setting uh, last year with my clients. And from step one itself, they started choosing their goals. They're like, hey, coach, how come this is not like a step five or a step six? How come you're choosing your goals in step one? The answer is really simple. We spend the first step choosing your goals. The other six steps are by achieving your goals. So step one is all about choosing it. Steps uh, two to six, uh, two to seven, sorry, it's all about achieving the goals. So that's the critical part. So it's not about the setting of the goals that, that makes you a winner, it's the achieving of it. So, so yeah, so, 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 that's, so that's the whole of step one. You're, you're selecting the categories that are important to you. You're, you're doing a clarity through contrast to see what you don't want in each category. Then you start choosing your goals. For each of them, you choose your goals. Now, what you can add on, which I strongly recommend, is once you've chosen your goals, select an identity for each goal. Because you see, when you, when you fall down and you want to give up on a goal, it is your identity that keeps you going. For example, uh, say one of the goals that you have is, is to take good care of your mom. And you want to take really good care of your mom. The identity could be um, um, loving son. So that could be an answer. Even if your mom pokes all the buttons that drives you nuts, then that identity surfaces and that gets you pushing it through. So let's say you want to invest. You want to invest in some properties and unit trust. And you want and, and, and you say, okay, I'm going to buy some unit trust. I'm going to buy some stocks. I'm going to buy some properties. And then you feel like putting in 1,000 ringgit for a unit trust fund. But then if you took on the identity of monster investor, how can a monster investor put 1,000 ringgit into a unit trust? So you're like, hey, wait a minute. I'm a monster investor. I'm not going to put 1,000 ringgit, so I'll put more. So, so this is the identity. It's very powerful. Stephen Covey called it the be, do, have. Who you're being will, will result in what you do, which will result in what you have. I call it this. I say this. Do is the child of be. So the, the, everything you're doing right now is simply because of who you're being. Do is the child of be. So that's what I tell people. And so, so pick an identity for each goal. Have an amazing identity. You know, maybe maybe one of your goal, goals could be related to your children. And your identity can be outstanding father, you know, or, or loving mother or something like that, you know. Okay, so, let me side, let me sidetrack a bit, right? How will I know if I'm setting an unachievable goal? Uh, is right. there even su such a thing? How can I be a loving mother? Maybe that's quite unachievable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the sun presses all the buttons, yeah. So, so, well, here's the thing, you know, when you set a goal, first and foremost, make sure your goal, there are two factors here. So, first and foremost, make sure your goal can be percentage completed. So, you can't say things like, I want to be happy this year. I mean, how do you percentage complete that? I mean, how many percent happy are you now? You can't. But if you said, I want to raise 5 million in revenues, you can percentage complete that. So that's the first thing you want to make sure your goals can be percentage completed because every month you're going to calculate 
the percentage complete for each goal. The second thing that, which is really, really important is the timeline. The goal needs to be achievable in the given timeline. So the given timeline is one year. You've got the 31st December 2022. So in this period of time, is this goal achievable? Because this is a very big thing. Many people, yes, goals can, their goals can be achieved, but maybe not in the given timeline. So they've got to look at these two factors when uh, selecting the goal. So that's step one. The whole of step uh, one is goal no, selection. No, that was just step one. Okay. <laughs> that's just step one. We've got more to go. <laughs> and you thought we're done. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I got all my goals. i got to go now. So, no, no. That's just first step. <laughs> okay, so step one is goal selection. So we looked at categories of importance, uh, list what you don't want, and then select what you want, and then select an identity. Step two is obstacles. Now, you need to get real about each goal. So let's say you've got eight goals. For each goal, you need to list down every single obstacle that is either currently stopping you from getting it or could stop you in the future. These obstacles, if you can take stock of your obstacles, you will be able to face them and you can deal with them very, very well. Most people, when an obstacle comes, they go, hey, I didn't, didn't expect this. And then the goal falls apart. So you want to list out what are all the obstacles. For example, marketing. You want to run 100 marketing campaigns. Here's a major obstacle. There's no one to do it. That's a major obstacle. So you need a staff to run that. So you've got no staff, no marketing staff. So that's a major obstacle. And that's going to stop because if you are left to do it and you've got so many other areas of the business to look at, guess what? It's not going to happen. Right. And even foresee some possible obstacles, for example, like, you know, we've been through an MCO. We're hoping that there won't be another one. But, you know, just prepare in the event yeah, exactly. that it's an MCO. Right. You know, one of the issues with, with the MCO was many people didn't have spare cash or, or, you know, excess cash to use. So perhaps you want to start an emergency fund. And should anything happen, then you've, you've got some money that you can immediately mobilize before you go to the bank and everything else. So so you want to start to look at this. And, and this is a challenge. When I when I do this step with, with some clients, some people can even uh, get really stressed out over this one. And because, you see, you, you may realize there may be a lot of obstacles to getting this goal. And the best thing to do is list them all down. There can be internal obstacles, like you're afraid of public speaking. So that can be an obstacle. And you may not want to do something because of that. So you want to list all your obstacles down so you can brutally face it square in the face and, and get it overcome it. We're talking about the seven steps uh, that will help you in setting compelling goals with Jeevan Sardavan. We'll continue our conversation after this. Stay tuned to Race Your Game, BFF 89.9. Boring, fake, macho. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Ria Liu. You're listening to Race the Game. It's the first Monday of the month and Jeevan Saradevan is with us. We're talking about the seven steps uh, that will help you in setting compelling goals. Uh, Jeevan, you've gone through steps one and two. Yeah, what's step three? Step step one was goal selection. Step two was uh, obstacles. Now, step three is the number one reason in the world why a goal fails to happen. Why a person fails to achieve their goal, the number one reason in the world is step three. We're overcoming it with steps. So step three is price. Every goal has a price. Every goal has a price. And this is the thing, if you're not... Not If you don't know what the price of your goal is and you're not willing to pay it, you're never going to get the goal. Every goal has a price. I mean, here I had a friend, you know, uh, he, he plays golf once a, once a week you know, on, on Saturdays, and he says, you know what, 
I can take on Tiger Woods. I said, I don't think you can take him on at all. <laughs> said, yeah, I've been playing golf once a week, you know, for, for like, I don't know, eight years or whatever it is. It is I, I said, yeah, but that's all you play. You can't pay, you've not paid the price to t- even take take Tiger Woods on, even, you know, even 10% of him on. And and Tiger Woods does about eight hours of golf a day and he's got five coaches. So you see the price he pays is, is pretty huge to be world's number one. Michael Phelps swims seven days a week. That's the price he pays. So, you got to list down the price you need to pay in detail for each of your goals. But here's here's where I give you some, I give I throw a span into the works here. So that in under price there are two things. One, you got to list down the price you need to pay in detail to achieve each goal. List it all down, and then next to each price, you have to rank it on a scale of one to ten. Eight, nine, ten means this is a very heavy price. It's a very difficult price. One, two, three means piece of cake. It's a cakewalk. Now, you, by doing this, you will know how much resources needs to be allocated to this goal by doing something like this. So let me give an example, Frida. Let's say if I gave you a book and I say, hey, Frida, you should really read this book. Uh, uh, t- take, take a month to read this book. Now, what's the price of that? Rank it for me. If, if you were to read a book in a month, is that easy? One, two, three, piece of cake? Or then, oh, my God, is that eight, nine, ten? Piece of cake. Piece of cake, right? So what's a one or two? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so now some people, that can be a nine because they don't read at all. So the only thing that we read is like, I don't know, gila gila or something. But <laughs> they don't read at all. And, and you know, so that's a major price. Let's say, look, look at daily exercising, you know. is, is that What's the price on that? Let's look at investing once a month. What's the price on that? You see, so by ranking it, you start to realize. So now let's say you ranked it a, a nine. So now you know, okay, you know what? I really need to read this, but whoa, it's, it's, it's a bit difficult. I've got so many other things to do, too many other priorities. So now knowing that it's a nine, you need to give this some special attention. You need to start to allocate some resources. You need to block some time for this. You see, so, so what I got clients doing is not just listing down the price, but ranking it. That really was a game changer. Now, here's something else that happened. One of my clients changed the goal. When she realized the price of the goal, she said, you know what, Jivan? I, I don't want to work towards that goal next next year. You know, it, it's just not worth it. I don't need to suffer like that. I don't need such a goal. So you see, sometimes you can change the goal. Right. And do it at the beginning, right? Because I'm just yes. thinking, you, know, you, want to, you want to lose weight. What? No nasi lemak every day? <laughs> and then six that's months later, you know what? This doesn't work. <laughs> so that's not going to work either. So, so yeah, you got to know. Like say, An example is say, those who go on a keto diet. And they can't have carbs. So that that's a pretty heavy price if you've been a, a carb addict. You know, that, that could be heavy. If you're not, you generally don't need carbs anyway, then it's no big deal. The price could be one, two, or three. But if you just love your, your carbs, your nasi and roti chanais and everything else, then it's going to be a challenge. Or someone wants to give up alcohol. And, you know, someone drinks wine once a year and it's no big deal at all. But if the person is a, is in the, is a person drinks all the time, then it's a challenge. So the price is an important part. So this is step three. So step one, you've selected your goals. You're very clear now. You're all excited. You're pumped up. Now, by the way, these seven steps, just to add on, these seven steps, when my clients did them, they take on average, they can even take you a day, a couple of hours to a day. Some people even takes three days. Uh, they, they go away for a week and three days, two nights to, to do this. Because each each step is extremely heavy. So the first step, you've got your goals, you're all excited. Second step, you've listed down all the obstacles and you've got to blast past them. Third step, you listed down the price of each goal. So you know, okay, this is what i got to pay. Now, step four. Step four is resolve. So it's one thing to know the price. is the second thing to resolve to pay the price. Now, how do I know you have resolved to pay the price? So here there are two parts. The first part is 
you resolve to pay the price by working out a plan. So for each goal, you've worked out a plan with all the details in it. So that that is showing that you're resolving to pay the price. Otherwise, you're like, yeah, yeah, this just sounds fun. Let's just see how it goes. So you resolve to pay the price by working out a plan for each goal. And secondly, you resolve to launch rituals. You want to get your goal achieving on autopilot as much as you can. So you launch, resolve to launch specific rituals. Like maybe you're going to do uh, 20 telemarketing calls a day. Or maybe you're going to go for an evening walk every day after work, Monday to Friday, whatever it is. So you resolve to launch rituals, put things into autopilot as much as you can. So that's that's step four. So step five is now the, here things start getting more and more interesting. Step five is strategy. So now that you've resolved to pay the price, the next step is strategy. But here's where you look at two things. And I've changed the way you look at strategy. So the first thing is identify what I call your anchor strategies or your core strategies. So identify five to ten core strategies for each goal. You see, very often, you don't need to do a million things. You just need five to ten core strategies and you will smash that goal. But what are these strategies? What are these core strategies? Very often, many, many businesses I've coached, I got them to smash past things just by identifying very important strategies. And then, of course, you go deep with that strategy. So what would be your core strategies? Now, if, if you had a revenue goal, one of the core strategies could be repeat purchases from clients. So the core strategy would be coming up with all kinds of programs for repeat purchases. So once a customer is bought, what can you do to get them buying again and again and again and again? So that could be a core strategy. So you want to identify five to 10. Now what happens is the subconscious mind, this clicks in with the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind goes, all right, for each of these goals, these are my anchor. You'll remember the anchor. You may not remember everything else, but you'll remember the anchor strategies and then you can start to work on it every single week. You can work on this. So under strategy, you want to look at each goal and spend some time identifying the five to 10 core or anchor strategies for each one and later you'll go deep. So under the resolve section, you can map it all out in your plan, how you're going to execute this core strategy. And then, of course, the second part of strategy is identify resources to utilize. You want to look at, hey, what, am I, what resources can you utilize? You know, maybe I've got friends who in this area who are really good at this. They are a resource. Maybe I've got money I can execute, uh, I can use. Maybe I've got online access to online journals and so on. So what are some resources in your life right now that you have, which you could utilize? Very often I find people are utilizing the resources they have already and they're looking for new ones. So that's step five. Then we come to step six. Step six is feedback. Here's where you want to create weekly and monthly feedback protocols. You want to have people to hold you accountable, accountable to the goals. You want to have some sort of feedback. You know, maybe it's a daily reporting or weekly reporting or monthly reporting, or maybe you have a group, a focus group, where all of you meet once a month and discuss your goals and how, how you're doing. That could be really powerful, actually, uh, some sort of mastermind, you know, where you guys meet. But you've got to have some kind of feedback because here's the thing. How do you know? How do you know that you're on track? How do you know that you're doing well? How do you know that you're making progress? So you want to have some kind of feedback protocols in place. And um, and I, I do this with, with all my clients, especially with the marketing Every month, no, no, we're taking a look at all the campaigns and what's working, what's not working, and all these things. So you want to have your, your feedback protocols. That's really, really critical. And the fight, get a coach, yeah, definitely. Actually, you know, that, that will just speed up everything. You could get a, a, a life coach or relationship coach or business coach or health coach. Anything that, that any area you want excellence in, that, that can really speed things up. So, yeah, feedback protocols, put them in place. And the final step is the most fun step, the one everyone likes, milestones. So this has got three parts. 
milestones. Um, so basically, when when you when you go when you go towards your goal, you want to make sure you identify the milestones so you know you're reaching certain points where you've made major progress. For instance, let's say today you decide to drive to Penang. So what's a milestone on your way to Penang? You see a signboard saying Ipoh. So that's a milestone. So you know you're on track. You know you're on the way. But if let's say halfway through it, you're going to Penang, you're so excited, and then you see a signboard saying Kluang, you're in trouble. And then if you say, no, 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 I don't believe this, and you keep driving, and then you see Singapore, you're really nowhere near Penang. <laughs> so now you're like, oh, my gosh. And you keep going, God knows where you're going to go. So so that's, that's just the concept. Of mine. So the first, first part, so three parts, part one of milestones is identify. Identify all the milestones. Now, it doesn't mean you take a milestone and you divide it by 10 or divide it by 5. No, that's not what we're looking at. Look at holistic milestones. You know, for example, um, let's say let's say you want to hit um, 10 million in revenues. You don't just divide into 10, 1 million milestones. No, it doesn't work like that. So maybe the first milestone is working out our entire customer database and who, which, which segments they belong to. All that's the first milestone. The second milestone can be creating package deals and promotional deals so that each customer buys more. That's a second milestone. Third milestone can be 3 million revenues. So you see, now the number comes in. So, so it's more holistic. So, so, so first, first part of milestones is identify. Second is celebration plans. Now, what I tell my clients is celebrate every single milestone. I'm very so good assume, at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, celebrate every milestone. Let's say, for example, if you've got 10 goals and you've got five milestones each, that's 50, 50 milestones. So that's 50 celebrations. So celebrate, but I don't know, take yourself out for a walk or, you know. Have nasi lemah. Have a dinner with Frida. You know, and just celebrate, you know, celebration plans. I mean, people are really good at this stuff. So why not Why not peg it to, to a milestone? Like um, before the MCO, when uh, when, when we all they had when, had uh, all the Marvel movies flying in, you know, Iron Man 1, 2, 3, Hulk 1, 2, 3, Thor, and all this stuff. So what I did was I used Marvel movies as a milestone celebration for, for hitting milestones. So which is why I watched Avengers very late. <laughs> it was like I was the only guy in the cinema because I, I hit that pretty late. But then Spider-Man, um, No Way, Home, uh, that one, I, I didn't hit the milestone, so I didn't go for that. And I missed Aquaman, the DC one. Aquaman, I used DC as well. And some people said I missed nothing. So <laughs> it's like, then I went for that that Hindi movie, Batman vs. Superman. So I went for that. I made, I made it for that one. So so yeah, it was really fun, you know, using Marvel and DC for, for milestone celebration plans. And and so you can do it. And the, and, the, and the last part of milestones, so first is identify. Second is celebration plans. And the third part of milestones is a nuclear weapon. This one is called express gratitude. Express gratitude every day, every month, every time. Now, let me, let me, let me give you a little twist to this here. So I've got these two sets of clients over the years of, of coaching, you know, one is uh, one is just normal clients who sometimes express gratitude, sometimes they don't. Normal, like all of us, like normal people. But the second group, much smaller group, it's a very interesting group. These are some serial gratitude expressors. These people express gratitude all the time and they get things happening very, very effortlessly. Insane. Like I remember this one client telling me, saying, I'm going to hire a PA coach and she's going to be the best PA ever. I will get a really awesome PA. And, and so I said, I want to see this. It's fun. So they put an ad out. And the first person that came in was an awesome PA. Just like that. You know, so when, you, when you're expressing gratitude all the time, genuinely, your energy is different. Your vibration is different. You just function differently. And you get a lot of good things coming your way. 
So I find that amazing. So I want to encourage people to express a lot of gratitude, small things, big things, doesn't really matter. But daily, you know, have your journal, write down every day things you're grateful for. So now, if you put these seven steps together, you have an atom bomb right here. You know, it's something explosive. I have plenty of questions for you, Jeevan. Right, okay. Now, as you're going through this, right, should I tell people my goals, you know? Shout it on social media for accountability. Is that a good strategy? Um, I completely disagree with that one, actually, because here's, so here's what happens. When you tell someone your goal, sometimes they shoot it down. Now, that's not because they're a bad person or anything like that. The reason they shoot it down is because they feel at a subconscious level that they can't achieve it. So they shoot it down. So many people feel discouraged. So I, I would say this. If you're ever going to share your goals, share it with people bigger than you or, or with your coaches. Otherwise, don't share it at all. Because you find if you go and tell someone, um, I want to buy a property, it's 600000 for this part of your house. And that, if a person's really bigger than you, they're like, is that all? You should buy two. You see, so that's nice. But if the person says 600000 are you mad? You see, then, then you know, you're, you're being shot down. You're, you're creating doubt for nothing. And, and, and you, you, you're, you're now choosing not to go for the goal. So be very careful with that one. Um, when you share, I know people love to put it on social media and everything, but sometimes I think it's better to just shut up about it. You know, and just share the results, not the, not the goal. Now, around March, April, right? This is going to happen, right? People who start with, with goals and then halfway through, I want to change them. Is that okay? Okay. Here's the thing. No. So here's what I, I tell a lot of clients. So sometimes you do that. You get excited. You come up with 15 goals, 10 goals, whatever it is. And then after that, you, know, you know what? I don't like any of these goals. Let's start again. You don't really want to do that because everything has to do with the subconscious mind. So you're sending a signal to the subconscious mind that if you can't achieve a goal or don't like it, just change. So then the subconscious mind says, so no need to work so hard. No need to give you so many resources because, hey, just change. Just change the goal. So you don't really want to do that. So what you want to do is, let's say you have 10 goals and you realize one of it is a totally useless goal, like you wanted 50 pairs of jeans and you realize, hey, that's just not a goal you want to pursue. So you can just drop it. Don't change it. So you finish the year with nine goals. You don't change it. But if you keep changing it, then you'll find that you find it very difficult to stick to a goal because you are training yourself to do that. So don't change your goal. So that, that's important. Hmm. Okay. Uh, how do you stay motivated throughout all of this? So, so one, of the, one of the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a coach definitely helps. And one of the, the, one of the best things you can do to stay motivated is progress. Take a look at the progress you're making. And I think this is, this is why the milestones and everything else comes in. Uh, because people often don't pay attention to the progress. They, 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 they look at the things they didn't get and not what they're getting so far. Like, you know, for example, someone goes for 5 million in revenues and, and we hit, um, say, say almost 100%. So so we hit, we hit say, 4, 4.5 million. And they get really upset that they, they missed that 500,000. But they hit 4.5 million. You see, so, so looking at your progress can get you severely motivated and get you really pumped up and, and push you forward like crazy. So that's really important. So if you look at, I mean, if you look at these seven steps, they, they all matter. Someone asked me which is more important. They're all important. So step one, goal selection. You select your goals. Once you've done that, step two, obstacles. List down all the obstacles that can get in your way. Step three, price. You want to know, you want to list down what is the price of each goal. Step four, resolve. You want to work out a plan to resolve to pay the price of each goal. Step five, strategy. Identify all the core strategies that going to help you get there. And step six, feedback. Make sure you make sure you got feedback protocols to tell you how, how well you're doing. And step seven, milestones. Identify all the milestones so you can keep celebrating as you move forward. So these seven steps will, will help anyone set 
absolutely incredible goals for this year, 2022, and smash them. Smash the goals too. And, and of course, you know, you should have been doing a bit of your homework in December, but never mind. It's the beginning of the month. You can still do it. Uh, thanks for being with us again, Jeevan, for a whole new year. And of course, he'll be joining us again the first Monday of next month. You've been listening to Race Your Game. I'm Frida Liu, PFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.